Welcome to another episode of Gooch Live, brought to you by those good people at the Hockey News, Sports Illustrated, and our good friends at Fired Up Network. Well, you see it behind me, the best seats in the house. They are the Molson seats at the bottom line. I will be there tomorrow night, don't forget, for pregame as Boston takes on the Maple Leafs, and we'll be there live. Come on down, check it out. We've got chicken wings, we've got Molson product, and of course we've got a little auction going on for Christmas. You can come down. I got a Dougie Gilmore jersey. Yes, I do. You can get one. There's not many of them around. Wendell Clark, and one very special Boston Bruin artifact that nobody has. I'm just going to say it's Joe Thornton's. I've had it for years, uh, and I want to give it to my charity to raise some money for mental health, and that will be available tomorrow night, so come on down and check it out. Hey, listen, lots of news, and Jordan has been working all day uh, bagging leaves with me. We went outside and, oh my God, it looked like a snowfall. But he took all day to put together these incredible notes that we need to talk about what's going on in the NHL. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Jordan. Hey, Gooch. Your, your new nickname is no longer, I think um, Paul always called you, what, the Fanshawe kid? You're the producer. Yeah. You're, that's, <laughs> your nickname is now the producer because nobody does it better than you. Hey, listen, uh, Robert Wine, thank you for joining us. I know uh, the big father, John, is already back in Thailand. Took him about 72 hours to get back there. Uh, Kevin Noble, good friend of ours, uh, played in the Ice Hockey Classic, was the captain yep. of the New York Canada team. He is in Dubai right now. And David Rutherford, another assistant captain uh, of the Canada team over in Australia, is back from his long tour of Europe. It was almost a year. Uh, and he's back in Vancouver, and I'll get to see him next week when I travel to Whistler. I will be telling you lots about that. Hey, Jordan, lots going on. And, of course, we can't go anywhere without that Chicago Blackhawks story. We're shelving it right now. Jack Eichel, the trade to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I know you listened to us spitting chiclets, and so did I, but I want to hear your version first. Yeah, I mean, th- there is a lot to unpack because, you know, you, you, you kind of spoke about uh, the year before where, you know, it looked like they were mm-hmm. going to go in a rebuild, but they brought in guys like Taylor Hall, um, a couple other guys there. So you, you thought maybe they could have done something last year, but obviously we, we know how, how that all went with the the record losing streak. But, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, uh, Jack Eichel going to get a lot of flack for what, what he did, as most athletes do who request a trade. But at the end of the day, I mean, he, is, he, needed to be, he needed to be healthy. He wanted to be healthy. And you, you can't really blame him for that. And what I liked about his answer is when they said, you know, did you have harsh feelings in that? He said, listen, I'm the only one that controls my body. He has to live with it after the days are gone from ice hockey. And he's going to need to live with that injury, whatever that may be. And listen, guy that played, uh, certainly not Eichel's, myself personally, I wish I would have listened to my body more. And I didn't. And I suffer uh, at 62. I suffer with injuries that I know I could have done a better job and I could have the medical staff from the team do it. So he's doing the right thing. If it's right or wrong, it's his body. He has to make that decision. Uh, 
what do you think about the whole concept of him changing uh, 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 agents? Obviously, Pat Brisson is one of the best at it. He obviously was uh, the important person in this deal to get it done because we were hearing all the rumors that he's going to New York Rangers. Of course, that fell apart. The idea of even somebody thinking of Kachuk going, I think that was Elliot. I think he was uh, pushing that one out there. There's no way that deal would have been done. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I like you said in the interview, uh, they, they reached a kind of stalemate in all these negotiations. And, you know, you, you just want to get a new face to kind of push this along. I mean, prep this on. Uh, where he works with Sidney Crosby, works with a number of NHL players. I mean, he's the real deal. So, granted, I, I don't know if that really kind of changed this whole situation, but, you know, it might have just kind of oiled things up a little bit, just kind of get it going. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, the the, the, the surgery that he wanted uh, has never been done to a hockey player before. That's right. Uh, and, you know, the, 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 that was kind of Buffalo's reason behind it. But he's spoken to other, other athletes who have had it. So, he feels pretty comfortable with the decision. Well, I think it was Chris Weidman. You sent some notes, I think, from the yeah. UFC. He's had it. It's non-invasive, and it was very successful. So I'm thinking that, you know, he's done his due diligence. A lot of players don't. They just listen to the doctors, go with their advice. you got to give him uh, top marks for that. Plus, in that interview with the Splitting Chicklets, it was said this could be something that would hurt the management of Buffalo. He did say to Buffalo, listen, if you allow me to get this surgery that I want, I want to come back to Buffalo. And of course, right now, I think that whole saga, especially for him, it's over. He now can get the operation or get the surgery that he wants, rest. It says it's about three months of rehab. So I would think if everything goes, and he's going to have it next week, like he's pushing for it now. So if he does get it and it's done next week, he could be back, you know, late February, maybe, maybe even, uh, you know, late February, beginning of March. But I also think that has a lot to do with how Vegas is kind of doing. Just, you know, if they're kind of in the mix, you know, battling for one of the, one of the last play, uh, playoff spots after their slow start, I mean, I think they probably bring him back early. But if, if they're in a situation where they're pretty comfortable going to make the playoffs, they probably just keep them out until the playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, do you really want to risk that? Well, I think also when you think about, you know, anytime you get into these stalemates and it gets ugly and, you know, things are leaked in the press, everybody's talking. I think you heard, did, and I saw the chuckle when he was asked, uh, do you have any resentment to the, the ownership of Buffalo? And you saw it, it was a kind of a little uh, snicker. Uh, there's going to be hurt feelings and especially pro athletes. We all had, I had egos, they have egos. That's that's why they're as good. That's why Eichel is as good as he is. He's got somewhat of an ego that he's proud of being a, an athlete, a goal scorer, wants the puck. So he's going to want things to go his way. And I think sometimes when that line is crossed, especially from ownership, it then becomes very muddy. And I don't think there was a really an opportunity. It went too long to have any reconciliation. I know your father's uh, popping up. He's saying he's confused. Uh, that's just the jet lag that's kicked in, John, uh, which was the reason he is getting traded. They weren't competitive. His choice on the surgery, I think, the surgery is a red herring in the end. He wanted to leave. So everyone is looking for excuses. 
you know what? We don't know uh, behind the closed doors what went on, but John, I agree. Uh, I don't think he wanted to stay. I think it, it gone, as I just mentioned, I've been in situations where, you know, management uh, lost confidence in you. You lose confidence in, in the management. You're not having fun. And he was certainly not having fun. As you said, they brought in Taylor Hall. Maybe that would work. It didn't work. Things went south. And so a player, an athlete starts dreaming of what if, where can I go? And I think that's probably what, what happened there. Uh, final yeah. thoughts on yeah, and he, he did another interview with uh, Elliot Friedman as well. And it kind of had a different tone where, you know, it, it, like the because we, we, there were kind of rumors going around when he asked for a trade the season before last in the offseason. And because that's that because they want to go to a rebuild. Yeah. And, you know, coming back into this year, uh, throwing the surgery into that, I just think all of this kind of adds, adds together. And like, that's why I wanted out. Hey, listen, you know what? Uh, we're at uh, the bottom line tomorrow at 6 p.m. Look at right behind me, uh, a fantastic studio. Uh, I know that uh, you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. Once the studio is complete, we're going to be bringing you lots, lots more uh, live from the bottom line. Uh, and it'll be 6 o'clock tomorrow talking about the Bruins and Leafs. And before we get into tonight's game, I want to now go to the Vegas side. Robert Leonard's voicing his opinion on the situation helped Eichel, uh, Eichel get through the hard times. Talk to us about that, you, you being a goal. We know that Robin Lerner is very vocal. Sometimes goaltenders are a little bit quieter. They don't they don't speak their mind as much. But obviously, uh, Lerner has been very vocal on mental health issues. And this is somewhat of a mental health issue when you think about it. The mind, the, the mind games that are being played, the surgery, no surgery, movement, no movement, that plays on a player. Talk to us about that. Yeah, and you know, seeing someone out there who's kind of going to war for you—I mean, just kind of helps everything. Yeah, Leonard's been vocal about a number of topics, but I mean, there is some serious ground, serious kind of statements being said because Jack Eagle asked for the trade back at the start of the offseason. That was almost three months ago now, and it's just a kind of dragging on process of, you know, is it today going to be the day? Is today going to be the day? And that has to weigh on you. He said in both interviews that he had some pretty tough times during this yeah. because he just wants to play hockey again. And at the end of the day, I, I, I don't think this has anything. This paints, it doesn't paint Jack Eichel in a negative picture whatsoever. Well, no, but your father does say, and it's a very good point. Thanks, John. Uh, he only had two goals. So let's not forget that, too. I think some people are starting to think he's got to get back on track. He's not happy. He's not playing at his potential. Trade him. They've got some pretty good players he's for about Taylor Hall. Sorry? He's talking about Taylor Hall. Why is he putting that up? He mentioned his name. Hey, thanks for confusing me, John. No, but again, when we look back, sorry, let's go back to that. Regardless of how many go, he was not he was not the Jack Eichel that was there a couple of years before. No. He had lost the confidence. You see that in a player, whether he scored 20 goals or or the two goals that I thought he did score, it doesn't really matter. The player was not there. Let's continue on with the 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 rehab form. He's gonna stay in Vegas, so we'll keep it on the Vegas side of it, which is a great thing because now he can become comfortable. We talked about that with Pierre Luc Dubois when he went to Winnipeg. You know. He didn't feel comfortable. Now look what's happening. I think that's a smart move to move to Vegas, get settled in Vegas. And of course, it is a pretty comprehensive rehab. The surgery itself is not complex, but certainly the rehab is going to be. Uh, you did some predictions. I'm sure this comes from what you've been reading and hearing uh, of potential lines when Eichel is there. Talk to us about those because they're pretty exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, just, just look at the top six alone. I mean, th- that first line is going to be terrifying with uh, Matt Pacioretty, Jack Eichel, and Mark Stone. I mean, all, all three guys can score goals. All three guys can generate offense on their own. But I, I think you, you put them together, and it's just they're, they're going to mesh really well. You got guys like Mark Stone and Pacioretty who will actually go to the corner, you know, battle for the puck, win those puck battles. They're big, strong guys. And then you'll find Eichel for a, a relatively easy play. But I mean, it, it, that just kind of that that second line will always stay together. I think j- just because it, it has some kind of merit to it uh, with Riley Smith, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marsha. So those were three three guys originally picked by Vegas, still playing really well. Granted, Carlson <clears throat> hasn't repeated his forty goals like we did, like we saw when uh, in his first year with Vegas. But granted, I, the, the, that top six, even the top nine with Dadnov, Chandler Stevenson, and Yamark. I like him. really solid as well. Uh, Stevenson is leading the team in points right now with uh, 10 and I believe, eight or nine games. Now they're saying Vegas is uh, third favorite to win the Cup. Uh, that's going to be right after my Leafs, uh, my, my Jets. Hey, listen, I stand corrected. I do stand corrected. I just did a quick Google search. He did only score two goals, and then, of course, oh. your father uh, popped up. So – Yay! My producer. <laughs> I beat my producer once. That doesn't happen often, everybody. He's as sharp as a thumbtack. Uh, okay, let's move on from that. Uh, let's talk about, obviously, the Stanley Cup uh, champions. People are already anointing uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning to win it. Uh, Florida, has got, and I love Florida. We watched them last night play. They just have a team that is nonstop, even with the controversy, of course, with uh, the Quinville story, they've still stayed focused. They're having fun, and they're certainly a team to be reckoned with. And then, of course, Colorado there. I don't understand why Winnipeg Jets aren't in there. I like their chances. They look good. I like their goaltending. I like their defense. Your thoughts on these three favorites uh, that they're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard to kind of go against Colorado and Florida. I mean, Colorado just purely on merit of how, you know, they've been on the on the on the kind of crisp for so long and one of the big issues was their uh, goaltending it down the stretch and into the playoffs Grubauer had a great regular season but the playoffs wasn't wasn't as stellar as he was uh during that year uh bringing in Darcy Kemper is going to help with that a lot but at the end of the day he's he's never really been the guy he's never really uh carried a team through the playoffs either so I it's kind of a tough situation to kind of go go for Colorado but Florida on the other hand uh, granted, kind of recent success over the last few years. They they, they kind of got unlucky last year running to Tampa Bay in the first round. But, I mean, the, this team's as good as any. Barkov and Huberto are both playing really well. Sam Bennett's having a great year. So yeah. I, I really like Florida coming out, coming out of the East. All right. Uh, other breaking news, of course, we've heard that Carey Price is going to return from his 30-day uh, absence. Uh, I think that'll be a spark plug for the, hopefully a spark plug for the Montreal Canadiens. He's not the Messiah. Some people do think he is, but I think it's going to take time, you know, taking a month off, obviously going through what he's gone through. He's probably had, didn't have much ice or if any, uh, probably had a chance to work out. But, you know, it's a lot different taking a month off the ice at the NHL level and then coming back and playing, uh, certainly not beer league. Uh, your thoughts on Carey Price rejoining the Montreal Canadiens? I mean, Carey Price is going to come back, and I'm sure he'll be playing really well. I mean, you can't really bet against a guy like that. But I think for the for the team as a whole, uh, this is going to kind of just lift them and kind of get them, you know, maybe get them back to a little bit of normalcy. 
They lost two pretty important pieces coming into this year with Shea Weber as well. And, you know, th- th- this team has kind of struggled to find an identity, kind of find a, you know, a leader in the midst there. And I think having Carey Price back will kind of just calm everyone down. That, uh, that That's what we saw in the playoffs, you know. Like you said, uh, during the, during the anthem, he's just like a brick wall, doesn't move, not yeah. swaying side to side. Yeah. So I, I just think he's going to come in, have this big calming effect on, the, on this team, and it kind of reset and you know try and make a run of the playoffs. Because I mean, I, I I think this team is better, almost better than they, than they were last year. Just it hasn't really clicked yet. Maybe, maybe that happens. To start that. And you and I have talked about it. We talked about it with Lucky the other day. You know, we got to realize it's a small sample size. We're only in the yeah. first – after 20 games, teams are in trouble. Right now, I think they they can reset. Pressing the reset with Carey Price is not bad because I consider him uh, in the national end. He looks like the third goalpost. Like he just, he's stoic. He just – I don't even know if he's breathing. All right, let's move on down the street to the Ottawa Senators. I don't think this is any surprise that uh, Brady Kachuk has been named the team captain. Your thoughts on that? He's, you know what? He is the spark plug of that team, even though he's only got two goals, two assists, uh, four points in the seven games played. Obviously, he's trying to get back into it, the holdout that was there. Last year, he had 14 goals, 19 assists, 36 points for 56 games played. Uh, your thoughts on him and how important he is for the future of the Ottawa Senators? Uh, I, I mean, he he is going to be kind of the centerpiece of this team. Like, granted, he's not a fully skilled guy. Um, I mean, he's just a big body and plays a really tough game. So it, a lot of people do like him in the room. It's kind of an awkward situation considering he held out uh, for a little bit of this year as well. Uh, granted, it was time before the season. But I just think that this is the guy who's going to, going to lead this team over the next little bit. Uh, Ottawa is going to be one of these teams over the next year or so. I'll surprise some people. Uh, they probably—I don't know if they'll make playoffs this year, but I mean, two or three years for sure. The, the, this, this team—they'll definitely get into the playoffs. They—they they got to add a few more pieces. I, I mean, there's a little more depth. Um, maybe maybe some new goaltending. But again, th- th- this Ottawa team is almost as good as anyone now. Well, but you know, they—they may be having a little bit of. Uh issues with of course uh the second year blues tim stutzler has not been the tim stutzler we saw last year five assists only in 10 games uh he's a minus two and there's a lot of minus on this team and that's those are growing pains players that are offensive minded obviously need to learn how to play both ends of the rink so i'm looking forward to seeing a better couple of weeks from the Ottawa Senators so they can, just like what you said with Carey Price being in there, now that uh, he's the captain, maybe he can wear that C and get everybody back, uh, obviously, uh, paddling in the same direction. And plus that seven – sorry? Sorry, go Yeah, plus his seven-year $8.3 million a year deal isn't that bad either. Yeah, what I really like about this team is that they're going to kind of have the chance to kind of grow together. This is a really young team, and – you know, I, I I always kind of had this thing about this about younger teams in the league, where you give them a chance to go to war together, and they're going to stay together for for a while. Uh, these guys are going to go to go to go to war with each other, and they're going to have each other's backs through all of this. So they they, they kind of get to go through this whole experience together. So it is really kind of a cool thing. 
All right, just before we go to our final part of Gooch Live, don't forget tomorrow we got talk with Taylor at noon, and then at 6 p.m. we will be down at the bottom line. Come down and see us. We've got a bunch of great prizes. we got a special on chicken wings. The Gooch's chicken wings are going to be on special tomorrow. So come on down and join us. If you're in Toronto, if you're going to the game, come and say hello and uh, have some fun with Gooch Live and, of course, uh, Jordan the producer. Jordan the producer. Uh, here's another comment from John R. LaRoche. I, I think it's I think honestly it's jet lag as the producer said Taylor Hall also had two goals this is uh, this is an attempt at a rebuild had to bust it up I don't think the you know what John I'll disagree a little bit with a a rebuild I think the Buffalo Sabres are in a pretty good position and the position that they're in they've added I like Alex Tuck I know he's not uh, Sidney Crosby but I think he's a very doable or uh, what would be the a very good uh, five, six uh, forward that's going to add a little bit of uh, talent to that front six. I think they're in better shape than people give it. I think that the saga with Echo really played its mind. I think the the Hall story too kind of threw them off. Now I think they've got focus. Their general manager has said, we are ready to start making inroads. And listen, they've had a pretty good start, even though their last road trip has not been that successful. Yeah, and I, I think this team continues to do well. Maybe they may, may look into another deal down the line uh, just because, I mean, the, the, at this rate, they're not going to get a, a high draft pick. So I mean, may, may, maybe, I don't know about going all in, but, you know, get add, add some depth pieces, add a, another guy up front and or even a goaltender because, I mean, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell uh, probably won't win you a playoff series. Right. All right, listen, let's move on from there. We'll go to the game of the night. Of course, we're picking your New York Rangers. And then I'm picking, of course, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, what a great uh, uh, combination. Uh, obviously, a team that's really on the way up. I think the Rangers are now starting to find their way. Uh, the Rangers are 6-2-2, and 2-0-1 in their last three. They lost to Vancouver 3-2 overtime. And it was a good game. I really, I really, really, I know you probably get sick of it, but you love it. Uh, Adam Fox is their leader. I just love what they're doing. Uh, let you talk about your New York Rangers. Yeah, and they're going to a really tough stretch of games right now. They got Edmonton tonight. They play Florida, and then they play Calgary, who are all playing really good hockey. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a shaky start. But, I mean, tonight they're starting with Alexander Georgiev, which I, I don't love. Um, he's, he's had a rough start to the year. He's 0-2 so far. When Igor Sesterkin's playing this well, I think they probably should have gone to him against this uh, Edmonton team. Maybe start Georgiev against Calgary and then go back to Shesterkin for Florida. I don't love what the Rangers have done with kind of managing their goaltending this year. Last year, we saw the, uh, a much more even split between the two. I, I'm not saying we should go back to that, but, you know, give, give Shesterkin the best teams. It gives those the best chance to win because yeah. – uh, if Georgiev plays like he, like he has so far this year, he's really going to struggle tonight. Well, and you know, they've got the diadem duo with Dreisaitl and McDavid. And listen, Nugent Hopkins is playing as some of the best hockey. He is yet to score. He's got 13 assists uh, for 13 points in only nine games. That's absolutely stellar. You know, Dreisaitl with nine goals, 11 assists for 20 points uh, in nine games. I think they said he's like on pace for 160 or 170 points this year. And McDavid, seven goals, 12 assists for 19 points. He's, oh, 
He's only on for 100 and, I don't know, 62 game, go, points. Uh, it has not been done for a while. Uh, we remember that Wayne Gretzky dude did it. So let's think about them going up. And as you say, your New York Rangers are going with a goaltender that has been struggling and drives idle McDavid are not. Uh, I do yeah. find that interesting. And you said it best when we were talking about the Campbell uh, Hutchinson. I actually said it, and then you agreed with me where you thought, you know what, you've got to be, as management, you've got to pick and choose your spots and get your, the best chance to win. And I think you're right. I don't think the New York Rangers are doing that quite yet. But you've got top performers on your team, obviously with Fox, two goals, nine assists, 11 points, 10 games. Panarin looks a little bit better, but he's given away a couple of real bad giveaways that have cost the Rangers. You need more than that. Two goals, eight assists, 10 points for 10 games. And you like this guy. You've sold me on him. Mr. Clutch. Mr. Clutch, seven goals, one assist, eight points for in 10 games. Your thoughts on Kreider? I, I think Kreider's the only... Uh... He only has one goal that wasn't on the power play, and he scored pretty much all the Rangers' power play goals so far this year. I mean, he's just—he's been on the team for so long, and he—I he, believe he's from the area as well. So this guy just loves being a Ranger, and he goes out, play, plays his heart out every night. Uh, if if Fox wasn't there, I'd say give Kreider the captaincy. But granted, that's a little bit of a tough, a tough situation now. But Kreider's just been a model of consistency this year. He's a really big guy, really fast skater goes to the front of the net and he's he scoring a lot of kind of dirty kind of garbage goals, you know, deflections uh, off of rebounds. So I, I, I just think he's, he's one of those guys that every team needs. And Chris Kreider has just been the He's been the range most consistent player aside from Adam Fox this year. It, obviously when we're talking to New York Rangers, there's a lot of expectation. Lafreniere is seeming to start to move a little bit better. It looks more confident. Uh, he's certainly not doing the numbers. I think we all would like, I think you would as a superstar that they already build him. I think it, some of the pressure has been taken off him. Let's be honest with Adam Fox, right? Because Adam, Fox, that's what everybody's looking at that right now. And he's kind of been able to be, you know, kind of in the weeds right now, but eventually they're going to need him to be the leader that we all thought. And that superstar you've talked about uh, in the past. Why? What, what, what do you think is wrong there? Why has he not been uh, as explosive as what we thought he would be? It, it is really kind of tough to say, because I mean, th th there's some games, sorry, sorry, some shifts where he'll come out and, uh, generate a couple of chances, make make a play there, but a lot of the time he's he's turning the puck over. He, he just looks kind of outmatched at times. I mean, tonight he's probably I, I think uh, early reports are saying he's skating in the on the third or fourth line tonight. So wow. he, he's not going to be he's not going to be given the same chances that he had skating with a Panarin or Zabanajad. He's going to be skating with Philip Kittle, who who I really like as well, and maybe like a Barkley Goodrow or a, or a Sam Blay. Uh, Maybe this works out for him. Maybe a guy like Sammy Blake can kind of, you know, like I said earlier with Jack Eichel, just kind of win those puck battles and get the puck to, to in the right spots. Because I mean, it's, when when uh, Lafreniere looks good, I mean, he looks like an NHL veteran. And there's a, a lot of times where he just can't do that. Hey, listen, you're listening to Gooch Live, the producer. Jay, uh, uh, Jordan. <laughs> <For my name. laughs> 
because I, I was looking down for my next notes. But Jordan, you've done a great job as usual, making sure that we've got all the stats for you. Don't forget it's Gooch Live with uh, the Hockey News and of course Sports Illustrated. We're really looking forward to our partnership with uh, Fired Up Network. We're going to be talking a lot about that over the next couple of weeks. We've got some exciting things. Obviously, November 13th, we launch Hopefully I have a tooth by then so I stop talking the way I do. We launch the Gooch Live at the bottom line. Come on, check that out. We've got a huge party going on and we need you to be there. It starts at 7 o'clock. It's free. Come on down. Make a donation. Mingle with some of the legends of the game. We'll be down there. Where I was going with this to end the show, obviously it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. You see the scoreboard behind me. Last night's game, 2-1 in overtime. My goodness, a one nothing lead throughout the whole time. Tampa Bay looked like they had this in the bag, and boom, things went crazy. And I'll tell you what, uh, everybody was questioning uh, Tavares. I don't think you can question this guy anymore. He was a true leader. And, of course, Nylander scores the winner in overtime. The Leafs look good, and they beat the Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay. What do you think of that? I mean, it, it, if anything, it sends a message. I mean, we, I, you, you and I have been kind of dumping on the lease all year. So it, it kind of puts us back in our place. But I mean, the, credit to them. I mean, Derek Luck said it last night. If, if the lease were losing at any point in the game, uh, they were probably going to lose. But they managed to cr- crawl back. And this Tampa team, once they're on top of you, they, they, they don't they don't kind of back off easily. Matthew yeah. Joseph had a great game last night. He was all over the ice. But I mean, credit to all those guys. I mean, Put put together a pretty complete effort, and then Campbell played pretty well as well. So it, it, right. it was a great game to watch. Hey, buddy, thank you for all you've done. I just want to remind you and Lucky, I'm the only one that picked the Leafs winning, even though I said three, two, four, two. Lucky, what's wrong with you, kid? Don't forget, we've got Lucky coming up in the next, I'd say, week. He's going to be the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he was going to tell us. I think right. things can change a little bit with him. Jordan, always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Uh, kid, I love the kid uh, doing a great job. The producer. Hey, listen, lots going on with uh, Gooch Live. Obviously, we've been working diligently to get together this set right behind us. This does not do it justice, guys. When you see it, come on down and take a peek. You're going to love it. It's going to be a three-camera shoot. Jordan is working on all the parts right now as we speak. Stephen Ellis is going to be helping us along the way. We are going to be doing, just today announced, um, our good friend Wayne Kelly wants the Gooch Live at every home game. Yes, every home game until uh, the new year. Then we'll decide if we can drive all the way down there with all that crazy traffic in, in Toronto. And listen, I want to thank you so much for being part of the Gooch Live today, brought to you by the good people of the Hockey News and, of course, Sports Illustrated. And you will be fired up with the network tomorrow. Don't forget, Gooch Live at 6 p.m. pregame. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated.